0: Oh my goodness, you crazy son of a bitch. Do you have any idea what you've just done? You've just discovered the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is the show that may or may not be an hour long based on your perception of time and how much I've got to say. So strap yourselves in and prepare your ears for the journey of a lifetime with your host of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour, me. Yeah, idiot. Welcome back to the Martinless Trap Show Podcast Hour. I am here again for another edition of Movie Time. It's been a little while, but as you know, whenever we do Movie Time, it's where I sit down with my nephew, Nathaniel, and we talk about movies. And so, because I sit down with my nephew, Nathaniel, it means that I'm literally right now sitting down in front of my nephew, Nathaniel. Say hi, Nathaniel. Yep. Hi, I'm here. See? He proved it. How you doing today? doing okay. Doing okay? Are you... Uh, Let me see. Are you comfortable? I think so. Good. Good. All right. Well, that's good. I'm just trying to... I, I want the listeners to think that I'm a gracious host, is the thing. If you weren't comfortable, I don't know that I was going to do anything about it. Okay. But because you were comfortable, I don't have to do anything, but it sounds like...
1: You took a risk asking that on air.
0: You're telling wow. me. You're telling me.
1: I played but, right into your hand. But because
0: I asked and you were like... You said you were comfortable. Now the listeners are like, "Oh wow,
1: that
0: was very nice of Martin."
1: You might have. You're a lot nicer to me on this show than off the air. That's the shame of it, really. If you can believe that. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so yeah, we haven't done movie time for a little while. the The last movie time we did, uh, you and I, we watched Annie Hall, and we had a nice discussion about it. Uh, and it seems like forever ago that we did that. We've been trying to sit down
1: and do this again for. Uh, a little bit actually a couple months at least since i started school school's been keeping me occupied
0: that's the thing and so so see listeners you can be very proud of nathaniel the reason that he's not been on the show recently is uh is he's busy you've been busy uh you are you are a student at california state university san bernardino
1: yes you're a coyote i am a yote as they say
0: is that what they said i don't know if they said that in my day. they might have if they did i didn't do it whatever i'm a coyote listeners i i I am an alumnus of California State University San Bernardino, as is my occasional co host. She's also a graduate of California State University San Bernardino. So you're following in our fruit st- fruit, fruit, fruit footsteps. In your footsteps. Yeah. Yes. I was going to try to add uh, an R to footsteps, but I didn't like the way it sounded. So I just did it normal after all. You weren't trying to do that. Shut up. I don't want the listeners to know. They'll never know. Okay. So anyway, so this week for movie time, it's been it's been almost three minutes, so they're probably dying to
1: know what we watched this week. How so, long can we go without telling them what we watched for an episode of movie time? Well, it
0: depends. I mean, they always have the option of of reading the description, and I imagine several of the listeners at this point, they've already read the description, so they know what we watched. But for those listeners who, who didn't read the description and they don't know what we, what we watched... I don't know. I I can imagine the tension is tension is building right about now. Yeah. What do you think? Probably. Should should we break what, the tension? What did we-, we watch? I don't even remember. Are you serious? we 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 watched it like an hour ago? I'm kidding. I of course I, you're remember. I know you're kidding what did we what did we watch? It was Carlito's Way starring Al Pacino. Carlito's Way starring Al Pacino. Why didn't you just say that? Sorry. <laughs> uh yeah this is one of my very very favorite movies uh uh just one of my favorite movies at all let alone one of my very favorite movies starring al pacino in fact it's probably if i had to if i was going to make up a a list which doesn't actually exist but if i was going to pretend it did i would say this is probably one of my one of my two or three favorite films starring al pacino set so,
1: in 1993
0: Set in 1993. Yeah, this movie was released on November 3rd, 1993, directed by Brian De Palma, who for me, he's one of those directors who uh, his name is very well known to me. Is he a director that you, that, uh, whose name you're familiar with?
1: Uh, not at all, actually. Sorry, Brian.
0: <laughs> you know what I like about that answer is the, uh, is, the, is the optimism that Brian De Palma is
1: listening to this podcast. Well, yeah, we don't know who our audience is. That's kind of true. For movie time.
0: Yeah, especially for movie time. Mm-hmm. Brian De Palma, he might be our biggest fan when it comes to movie time. Yeah, And then, uh, you know, he doesn't listen to anything else. In fact, he, he reads the descriptions, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, fuck, is he talking to Chanel again? Yeah. God, enough of that already. Another author? Who wants to hear that? Oh, movie time. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Listen- I, I imagine all your listeners are <laughs> like that, actually.
0: I'm sure you would like to believe that. So yeah, Sir Carlito's Way, uh, nineteen ninety three. Uh, I really, really love this movie. I, I've, uh, but you know it's funny? I don't think I. In fact, I know I didn't see this movie in the in the theaters. So I I, I almost certainly didn't see it in nineteen ninety three. I definitely saw it. I either saw it on cable or I probably rented it. In fact, I can imagine renting it with my friends because especially in high school when people still rented videos. That's pretty much what we would do on a Friday is uh, we would get together, go to the video store, pick out a movie and then, you know, watch it. So I imagine this was one of those movies that we watched like that. Um, and I'm I'm sure I loved it pretty much right away. But over the years, you know, uh, the more I watch it over the years and I watch it often. It's one of those movies that I probably watch at least once a year, like bare minimum, you know, if not more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always enjoy it, including today, including uh, today's watching. We... Uh, we watched it uh, this morning. We watched it at about uh, ten o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I still loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll get to your thoughts in just a second, but first uh, we'll do a, a brief synopsis of *Carlito's Way*. So, for anybody who's never seen it, actually, you know what? That before I even get to the synopsis, it occurs to me that on movie time, you know, we we get into spoilers mm-hmm. just because it would be hard to have a a full you know substantive robust conversation about any of these movies without getting into spoilers mm-hmm. and while you know spoilers in general you know, you want to avoid them if you can but carlito's way i think it's one of those movies that it's uh the spoilers in this one would be particularly disappointing if you've never seen it it's the kind of movie that you that you know if you've never seen it you're not going to want to know what's happening because it's part of the Part of the fun is watching the, watch the story unfold. And, and there's a lot of stuff that if you've never seen it, you know, at the risk of, you know, losing a few listeners in, in, in the immediate moment, if you've not seen it, but you think you want to watch it, you might want to, you might want to pause this episode and just go watch it. Because if you listen to the episode, then watch it. It doesn't, you know, you'll still enjoy the movie, but, you know. So, th- so at
1: what point should they pause the episode? probably now now
0: i would say now and then uh and then go watch carlito's way if you haven't watched it yeah you'll you'll love it i don't know what nathaniel thinks of it yet but if he doesn't love it then uh, this might be a short episode because we're gonna have to have a a very serious heart to heart and i don't think we can do it on the microphone Hmm. no pressure by the way you can you feel whatever you need to feel not at all about this movie um so anyway, in the corner of my eye, just right before we get to, to the synopsis, uh, my occasional co-host and my newlywed bride, Chanel Chaco, I think you know Chanel, um, mm. she's she's hanging out in the background, but she's on her way out the door. You don't have to leave right away. You're just coming just for, just for one second. Just, uh, you don't have to be a ghost. Say hello to the listeners so they know I'm not lying.
2: Hi, listeners. He's not lying.
0: And uh, really quickly, uh, do you, what do you think about Carlito's Way, Chanel?
2: I think it's the best movie ever.
0: And uh, so if you were on movie time, we would have a very nice discussion about it.
2: Yeah, I'd talk about how I wanted to do Carlito.:
1: All right, well, you can go now. God damn it. I do a really good Chanel impression, don't I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye. uh, bye-bye. All right, so now we can really get to the show. We had to we had to you know play it up like uh, like we didn't know she was there. Right. All right. So here's a here's a synopsis of Carlito's way. Carlito's way follows the life of Carlito Brigante after he's released from prison and vows to go straight and retire. However, unable to escape his past, Carlito ends up being dragged into the same criminal activities that got him imprisoned in the first place. Oh, I love that. And it's 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 a theme that's it's not you know it's a theme that gets played out in movies from from time to time, mm-hmm. uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't bother me at all. I don't mind seeing, you know, familiar themes played out in different stories and different characters and different movies. So in this case, you know, the theme of the guy who you know he's he's trying to get his life straight, but despite his efforts to get on the right path. You know those those dark forces in his past. They they keep dragging him back in. In fact, literally Al Pacino in The Godfather Part Three literally has the line, "Yeah, every time I try to get out, they pull me back in."
1: You I wouldn't look, know. I haven't seen The Godfather. You haven't part seen The three. Godfather
0: Part Three. Yeah, we'll make that part of movie time because uh, at some point we're gonna we'll you know we'll watch The Godfather both you know one and two. Uh, most people tend to shit on Part Three, but I'm fine with it. So you know, we'll watch it just for the sake of you know having the whole continuity there. Okay. Actually, you know what? We'll do right this very second, and then we'll actually start talking about Carlito's Way. Let's uh, let's go ahead and play the uh, the the trailer for, for Carlito's Way for for the listeners,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then we'll start chatting after that. So so here here's the trailer really briefly for you guys
2: court of appeals decision now devolve upon me the painful duty of unleashing upon society a reputed assassin the prisoners discharge call the next case
3: you got lito brigante man you a legend he's one of us what's money? everybody's pocket big time he was big this is a tough guy he just got out of lewisburg man Mm.
4: Sitting in jail, wondering where you are, what you're doing, who you with. What was it like inside
3: you? They get you. on these new kids nowadays, the shotgun you see you fly up in the air,
2: man. Who are you working with? We're tired. That's right.
4: We're I got a good feeling about this
2: club. I think we're going to make
4: some real money. But as soon as I make my 75, I'll split
3: maybe you don't remember me my name is maybe i don't remember the last time i blew my nose if if i ever see you here again, you die
4: did you ever kill anybody charlie guys went down here yeah. you just do what you gotta do to survive i give you a million bucks to make a simple payroll, and nothing happens the contract's already down in your
2: palm you're gonna end up in that river out there
3: i'm asking for your help yeah well i ain't dealing i ain't going back to prison no matter what you said you Right, charlie i gotta do this just this one thing and then i'm out every instinct you got won't do anything but get you killed he saved my life gail whatever he wants you to do don't do it that's what i am right or wrong i can't change that never give up your friends Dave. and there's only one rule you save your own ass didn't you ever have a dream
4: yeah i had a dream charlie now I'm awake.
0: Cool, and we're back. So there was the trailer for Carlito's Way, and uh, so I guess we'll get again movie time, or as Nathaniel might say, movie time with Nathaniel. Oh, thank you. That's that's your. But see, I, just because I said it, I don't. I don't want you to get the
1: impression that that's become you know the the the, the thing. I was well, every just, time you do say it, I think everyone thinks it though.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure you hear it.
1: I hear it in my head. Like
0: right now, when I say movie time.
1: It, yeah, it you just heard happened. it. You're, it man, just happened.
0: And uh, if if the listeners heard it, then uh, then I guess that's my fault. So obviously the the premise of this series of episodes is we watch a movie. It's a movie you've never seen before. We watch it, we get on the mic, and we talk about it. And we primarily start with you know your your impressions because I love it. That's the reason I showed it to you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. How, I don't know how you felt about it. So so Carlitos Way, Nathaniel, what do you think?
1: Didn't you say I have to love it?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you do, but you're allowed not to. Which is, if you don't, we're gonna we're gonna cut the mics, and you know, we're gonna take a long
1: drive. Okay. Um. Yeah. I enjoyed Carlito's Good. Movie. It was a good movie. Good. I. But really, you actually did enjoy it. No, I really did. Okay. I mean, I was I was woken up to watch this movie at <laughs> ten a.m. Jeez.
0: Well, because you're uh you 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 like sleeping.
1: Well, right along with. Everyone else in the world. You like sleeping in, I should say. Not so much recently, since I've adjusted to my new school schedule. But okay. yeah, it wasn't—it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But I mean, if it—if it makes you feel better, I was up at like six thirty,
0: probably almost seven o'clock. Cleaning. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, you know, but you, I let you sleep for at least a couple hours. You tried. So, no, I I had a I had a good time watching Carlito's Way. Did you know I'm sure you've heard the title.
1: I've heard I've heard the title. We talked about. It. I'm sure I've told you, you oh, I love this you, movie. You mention it at least once a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did uh did you did you know what it was about before? I had, I ha- had
1: no idea what it was about. Oh, that's you know? good. And um it was, always, it was always one of those movies I know you've wanted to show me. Yeah, and it wasn't anything I ever got excited about. Right, good. So I kind of even that. even when you told me this was going to be the next movie in movie time, I was like, mm, okay. Well.
0: <laughs> now just based on the title, if I mean, I, you know, what do we know from a title? But like, what was going through your head? Like, what did you imagine this movie might be about?
1: Well, it had Al Pacino in it, right? So I figured it had to be some kind of gangster movie. So the
0: probability was safe that it yeah. could very well be a yeah, gangster movie.
1: And I knew there would be violence and guns involved, yeah. which my mom would not approve.
0: No, no, but luckily she doesn't listen to the show. She oh, has okay. no idea. Good.
1: Don't tell her. <laughs> but no, I, I, I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be about. Yeah, I had no idea what the plot was going to be or like the storyline. Good. And overall, I was I was entertained and impressed by the movie. Good.
0: So it, were you uh, Were you engaged? Because for like when I watch it, I can't. I mean, I you know, just for me, I get engaged, like, right away, even though I've seen it. Like, like watching it today, there was a lot of scenes I didn't remember, and it was sort of, you know... I mean, you know, I see them, and then I remember them. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. But, like, from one scene to the next, it just pulls me through, so I, I can't imagine somebody not being just, like, totally into it. But, you know, again, that's just me. So, But but you felt that way? You were, you were pretty much into it?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, great.
0: Great. I You know, it's... I... I... Even watching it today, I you know I'm I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's like I don't want to say it's perfect because I'm sure the second I say it's perfect, you know any any number of people I I'll I'll bet you somebody could start you know poking holes in it and start telling me what wasn't perfect about it or mm-hmm. whatever I have no idea right but in terms of just a in, in terms of a story being told for me it's it's pretty close to perfect in terms of the the characters and and the pacing and the arc and how. Yeah, you know, one scene is pretty much like everything in the movie matters like every scene is there for a reason everything matters every line of dialogue is is doing something and uh, when one scene leads into another scene in fact i mean just even just like the simplest things like in the in the very beginning of the movie or early in the movie we have you know al pacino and um uh we see that he's you know he's he's just gotten out of prison or well Carlito, we'll call him Carlito. Yeah. We do that a lot on the on the show. Like we we refer to the character as the actor, which isn't weird, but it can be hard to follow, I yeah. guess.
1: Yeah.
0: So you know, so Carlito, uh he he's just gotten out of prison. Uh he was uh, you know in, in his in his heyday he was uh he sold uh what do you sell? Smack, is that what they called it?
1: Yeah. What what is Smack? Uh if I'm
0: not mistaken, you know it's it's child a,
1: of the nineties and two thousands, I don't
0: I'm not familiar. Uh,
1: I'm pretty, uh, you know, sounds co- like cocaine. Yeah,
0: probably cocaine. It's probably it's you know, it's the the fact that neither one of us are completely clear, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. If I if I had like an immediate answer and I gave you a whole background, you might be a little bit nervous I'd and have a couple more questions. Start looking you. at my nostrils and
1: mm-hmm.
0: start asking questions like why do you cut all your straws in half? That's weird. Mm, I always did think that was weird.
4: <laughs> Seems like I just got out of a joint stood up in front of that judge and told him what was who
3: Now i ain't saying that my way would have been different had my mother been alive when i was a kid because that's all you hear in the joint oh man i didn't have a chance no no bullshit i was already a mean little bastard while my mother was alive and i know it but I learned about women from
2: Mr. Briganti there are 56 cases on the court's docket for this morning. Why am I listening to this? Your honor if I may Mr. Briganti is understandably excited having just been vindicated after
1: 5 years of incarceration. There is no
2: vindication here counselor or absolution or benediction or anything other than an incredible convergence of circumstances which you have exploited to your client's benefit. With all due respect, Your Honor, these circumstances that you speak of include illegal
1: wiretaps and tainted evidence. I mean, this is a classic fruit of a poison tree situation. Now, I think that after five years of unjust incarceration, it is reasonable to request that Mr. Briganti
3: be indulged his right to speak. Okay, Mr. Briganti, I'm all ears. Okay, Your Honor, with all due respect, past and present, and without further to do, let me ensure this court that I am through walking on the wild side. That's all I've been trying to tell you. I have been sick with the social ills known in the ghetto, but my time in the sterling correctional facilities of Greenhaven and Sing Sing has not been in vain. I've been cured, born again like the water gators. I know you heard this rap before, your honor. I mean it, this is the truth, I change. I changed, and it didn't take no 30 years like your honor thought, but only five. That's right, sir, five years. And look at me, completely rehabilitated, reinvigorated, reassimilated, and finally gonna be relocated. And I wanna thank a lot of people for that. I look over there and I see that man there, Mr. Norwalk. I wanna thank you, sir, for making the tapes in an illegal fashion. I would like to thank the Court of Appeals for reversing you, Your Honor. And I want to thank Almighty God without whom no case gets tossed.
0: So so, so we see him in court and uh, he's getting out of prison. He was supposed to be in prison for 30 years, we learn. But he's gotten out after five years. And the reason he's gotten out, amongst other things, is because of his lawyer. And uh, I, guess, I guess it's his best friend. Is that fair? Based on your watching, would it be fair to say his lawyer is also his best friend?
1: Yeah, you get the impression that they're best friends. Yeah,
0: so his lawyer's name is David Kleinfeld. He's played by Sean Penn, the brilliant, brilliant uh, acting talent, Sean Whom Penn.
1: I didn't even recognize.
0: Nathaniel that. didn't even know he was looking at Sean Penn. Like, like literally fi- about five minutes before we started recording, uh, you were looking over the, the credits, and then you said, who was Sean Penn? Right, is yeah. that what you said? And I said, he was
1: the lawyer, and you were like, what did you say? So, the one who, he kind of reminded me of Gene Wilder.
0: (laughs) He does look a lot like Gene Wilder. In that movie, for sure. Yeah, he actually shaved the the front part of his hair, so like he shaved basically the, the hairline back. And then permed the rest of it, so he looked, mm-hmm. you know, like balding. And actually, you know what I, I I learned recently? So Alan Dershowitz, that name probably doesn't mean anything to you. Not one thing. Sorry. He's uh, a right. he's a rel- He's a pretty famous lawyer. He was one of the lawyers that was on OJ Simpson's defense team. So OJ mm-hmm. had his all star team of lawyers that you know he basically spent all of his money on them. But it was it was worth it because they, you know, he got a he got a not guilty verdict. Ultimately, he's in jail now, but that's not their fault. They got him mm-hmm. off on that particular case. Mm-hmm. But Alan Dershowitz, he was one of his lawyers, and so uh, Alan Dershowitz, uh, I recently read, is that he he felt like Sean Penn, and I guess maybe the the movie producers in general were making a point of making Sean Penn look like Alan Dershowitz, mm. and because he was so convinced of it, he actually considered, uh, I guess, suing for defamation of character. Oh wow. Um, I've never actually seen Alan Dershowitz that I'm aware of. I I read one of his books when I was uh, when I was a graduate student at California State University, San Bernardino. But I don't know if I actually know uh, what he what he looks like. So anyway, um, Al Pacino, Sean Penn, uh, they're in court. And so the first scene of the movie is we see that uh, Carlito's in court uh, because you know he's getting off after five years because his lawyer and best friend, you know, he fa- apparently like the they they had used some like illegal wiretaps and there was just some basically like some flimsy you know stuff that the DA messed up on mm-hmm. so they had they had to let him out and uh and, and actually there's this um really really great scene up front that um I always enjoy just well I mean well first of all it's Al Pacino there's I don't know there I I I don't know what Al Pacino would have to do for me not to enjoy one of his performances right. but for me i pretty much love everything that he does but in the very beginning of the movie he has this really f- funny you know vibrant scene where he's you know just kind of uh, yeah i mean he sounds like a guy who's about to get out of prison and he's talking to the judge and and you know giving this sort of grandiose speech about you know uh, how he's a he's a He's a changed man, mm-hmm. and you know the the you know the judge thought you thought your honor thought he told the judge mm-hmm. it was going to take thirty years, but it only took five years, and I'm a changed man, and you're going to see your honor, and then uh, then when they get out of court, you know Sean Penn is like you know basically like ah oh, that was that was funny that was almost convincing, and he's like no 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 <laughs> I meant it I'm a changed I'm a changed man, and uh, and not, so not only is it a fun scene, but it kind of sets the table, doesn't it? Because especially between those two specifically because for for carlito he is a changed man and he has every intention of not wasting this opportunity to you know to to live a live a straight life he has a you know he, he's got he's got his dream now he's gonna go to the bahamas he's gonna mm-hmm. buy into a car rental business he's gonna rent rent cars to i guess to the tourists and then live by the beach and and you know, uh, for for anybody else the, from his old life, that would seem modest. But for Carlito, mm-hmm. that's you know that's the dream. And his lawyer is like, you know, that's you know you're crazy. And he's like, listen, man, you know that's what I want to do. And of course, ultimately, his lawyer becomes a key player in it. But but you know, Carlito from that day forward, every time he tries to you know just 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 work on his dream, mm-hmm. it just seems like. Uh, yeah, you know, as as Carlito says, just uh, just just the, the the bad stuff. It just finds him. It follows him. No matter no matter what he what he does about it. What um, what 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 are some some else of your uh, some other thoughts you have about the movie?
1: Well, as I was watching the movie and I was looking at the main character Carlito, mm-hmm. played by Al Pacino, I couldn't help but think of Robert Downey Jr.
0: Oh yeah, I can he see. Really resemble like Robert, physically,
1: right? Physically yeah. resembled and kind of I could see Robert Downey Jr playing the same exact role yeah. as as Carlito and actually doing a good job. I just couldn't get over how closely the parallel that type of character was.
0: Yeah. And they're also, you know, Robert Downey Jr, he's also one of those actors who, you know, I could watch him do anything and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I love pretty much everything he does. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, Carlito Al Pacino, he has a he has a beard and he's got you know dark hair. Like now, I mean, Carlito's way it was nineteen ninety three, so that's what 20, 21. 21,
3: Yeah,
0: so it's uh, twenty one years old. So he's twenty one years older from the wow. time they made the movie. So you know he's he's an older man now, and he's got you know gray white hair, and you know he looks like an older man. But at this time, actually, even in Carlito's way, it doesn't look like a natural natural black hair. Mm-hmm. But you know he doesn't look like an old man. Right. I was trying to figure out how old. Al Pacino would have been not so much Carlito because I'm sure Al Pacino. Al Pacino. I'm sure he was probably older than Carlito, but I mean, know, yeah, it, it doesn't right. much matter. Right. Um, so yeah, so as far as some of the uh, some of the other actors that we can kind of get into, there's uh, Al Pacino's we mentioned, Sean Penn we mentioned, uh, Penelope, Penelope Ann Miller, who uh, I'm fairly familiar with. her. you probably have never heard of her. I think she's probably one of those actresses who um, was. As far as you know, being working a lot in, in like mainstream movies was probably you know before you were old enough to mm-hmm. to sort of like recognize names and people like that. Mm-hmm. But you know she's you know she had a she's had a nice career. I'm, I'm sure she's still working, but I don't I, I can't think of uh, anything she's done recently. But she played a character named Gale. She's uh, she's Carlito's love interest. Uh, th- their their love story for me is just beautiful.
2: I couldn't get that thing to say if I'm Bye, Gail. See you next week.
3: Bye-bye. Hey, I know you, lady.
2: Hey, buzz off.
3: Yeah, sure. You used to go out with that guy. What's his name? That uh, good-looking guy.
2: uh,
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Carlito Bragante. That's right. Charlie. Hello, Gail.
0: I love the, uh, the 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 love story between Carlito and Gail. Ultimately, the uh, the the very sort of bittersweet, tragic love story of mm-hmm. Carlito and Gail. But I, it no matter how many times I watch the movie, just it just uh just does my heart
1: good. You never feel bad for her.
0: I mean, I feel. I feel bad for her in terms of how I mean that's where the bittersweet comes in yeah. because ultimately i mean and, and we will talk about the ending that's kind of what I was early when I was sort of referencing like spoilers. This is the sort of movie that if you've not seen it, you really you probably don't want spoilers because you'll you'll enjoy the movie a lot more without them, but um I mean, like I feel bad in the
1: end he's good he's good to her though he's really good he's to her. great to her, and i mean she didn't choose that life though I
0: mean. She, you know, she but you know what? That's a great point you raised that she didn't choose that life. Um, because thematically Carlito
1: He didn't either he
0: didn't choose his life. And mm-hmm. there is that when they're they're when they're sort of having a pillow talk and and they're, you know, in bed and she she asks, you know, can I ask you a question? And he says, sure, and she asks if, if he's ever killed anybody. And um and so for him, like the answer he gives her, like, he has killed people. And he could have just said, "Yeah, I've killed people," but he sort of he justifies wants it. he wants to paint a picture like I didn't just decide to go out and kill people. Essentially, this is the world that I was growing up in, and, and to a certain degree, when it came down to a matter of sort of growing up and surviving, you sort of had to. It, it became a necessary thing of growing up where and how he did, and mm-hmm. so so yes, he did. But you know, um, uh, he's and, and and you know he's he's sort of a. I don't know. I was going to I was going to call him sort of an antihero, but not really, because by the when we meet Carlito, he's not trying to be a criminal. Right. An antihero. They would be somebody who's they they're still acting in, you know, say, th- amongst other things, you know, breaking the law. But we still like mm-hmm. them. He's not trying to break the law. Um, but I, I really love the, their love affair. And so the 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 first time. Let me see. When, when does he. When is it? I think she goes into his club. Well, actually, I guess story-wise, it's worth mentioning that uh, Carlito, he... uh he uh, oh, you know what? We'll just go back a little bit more because there's an important scene that's it's worth my, talking about. Probably
1: my one of my favorite scenes in the, the movie. In the we're at the
0: in the bar with the the, the pool table and stuff. The pool table. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you do you want to since, since since you uh, since you enjoyed that scene, do you want to go ahead and talk about that a little bit, and I'll kind of chime in.
1: Yeah. Um. It was Carlito. He had just gotten out of jail. It was like the same day. It was right? The same day, I believe, or I think it was the next day because he went and got drunk with uh, his the, lawyer the yeah. night before, and that were, sounds so, right. Yeah. So I think it was like the next day. He, was, he came back to the town and kind of got a hero's greeting from mm-hmm. everybody. And He was with his little cousin, I believe it, it was. Yeah. yeah. That was... Yeah, his name
0: was uh, Guajiro.
1: Guajiro.
0: Really quickly, because I'm sure you didn't recognize him. So the actor's name is John Ortiz. And I didn't realize he was in Carlito's way, but I recognized his voice a little bit. Then I could kind of see it in his face. Uh, But he was like much younger and like much slimmer in his face. But he was, uh, he's the best friend. Uh, He's Bradley Cooper's best friend in Silver Lining's playbook.
1: I see that now. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I do see that. And uh, because I remember watching Silver Lining's playbook and I was like, oh, I like this guy. I wonder why he's never acted before. Like, that's kind of the (laughs) idea I had. Apparently, he's been acting at least since 1993.
1: Wow, that's awesome. But anyway, go ahead. You're doing a great job. So um, while, while Carlito was in jail, apparently, Guajiro. He was—he's kind of a young guy growing up, and he's getting into the business of selling drugs. Mm-hmm. So, he's yeah. driving this nice, custom-made car, and you have the sense that he has money. And yeah. He, uh, he opens his jacket flap or his vest flap, whatever he was wearing, and shows Al Pacino that he has thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars right here, and he's going to go make this deal. And he wanted to—he wanted Al Pacino to actually come along with him. Yeah. Just, just his backup, kind of a street cred. Yeah,
0: and also because like that's his uncle, and his that's uncle's it. sort of like this street, you know, he's very you know street also celebrity his yeah. uncle nephew, yeah, so
1: uncle nephew relationship. Oh, is that what it was? No, no, no. Was it cousin? I
0: thought it was a little cousin. It's his cousin, yeah, it's his cousin. Okay. But uh, but you know, because he's older, it's probably the, the equivalent of an mm. uncle. But yeah, his older cousin Carlito is kind of like this superhero legend from the from the streets. Mm. Kind of wanted to show him off
1: a little bit. But yeah, and cousin. they sold that very well because you know when. Uh, because of course, Carlito got the hero's welcome when he got out of jail. And when he, as soon as they walk into the little bar where the pool table is and where the deal was going to go down, uh, Carlito automatically sees there's something going on. His spidey senses mm-hmm. can sense in, and his spidey senses kick in, yeah. And you know, he he's yeah. just because he's, he's got just these sitting instincts. there waiting because yeah.
0: he grew up in, in this environment, and so he, these instincts are, are built in, and he just can't help but start, you know, and and what one of the great things about the the scene too is like, there is voiceover, you know, in different parts of the movie and I can imagine maybe like another director who was like, who gave his audience less credit, might have given Carlito voice over there and be like, mm-hmm. you know, things just didn't feel right, why is that guy standing mm-hmm. over the way, you know, but there was none of that, it was just all, there was like, you know, there was no dialogue really, it was just all in Al Pacino's eyes and then just showing the room and then you re- you start to see what he sees and it's it's mm-hmm. really, really brilliantly uh, done, but keep going
1: yeah, so um the thing Guajiro Guajiro says is that these these are friends and mm-hmm. it's a safe deal, and immediately when he approaches these friends that he's making the deal with, they're asking why he brought a second person along and yeah of, they're, of course they're intimidated that it is Carlito because he does have this street credibility mm-hmm. so they he uh, the dealer takes Guajiro into the corner of the room to count the money. And th- that he's setting him up. And Carlito realizes this from the beginning. And he's still trying to play it cool because he has to occupy the other two kind of uh, people in the crew who mm. are, you know, supervising the situation. Yeah. Because
0: and- even Carlito, like, he sees that there's like a door kind of open. And so it's the bathroom. So he acts like he's going to use the bathroom. And then one of the guys stops him. He's like, oh, no, no, no the, the bathroom's not working. And that's call it, that's kind of all Carly to really needed to know. Like, okay, they mm-hmm. don't want me to go there, so my instincts are correct. That there's mm-hmm. something happening back there.
1: So, basically, they set up Guajiro and to get the. I wish I knew his name, but the drug dealer. He he asks he tells Guajiro to reach down in the ice chest and mm-hmm. pick out a beer. And that's directly across from the bathroom. That's ajar. The, the bathroom door that's ajar, and you can see the light shining through. And at this point. <clears throat> Carlito knows exactly what's going on. So he's setting up a trick shot with the, <laughs> on the pool table. So he, he has this guy sit eye level, holding the ball in a specific way. And you can see in the reflection of the guy holding the ball, his glasses, um, <clears throat> that the guy out of the bathroom is coming to attack Guajiro because the drug dealer actually trapped his hand in the icebox while he was reaching down to get the beer. So all this is all happening at once, and then Carlito makes his move. So he hits a guy in the face with a pool ball, with the then cue ball mm-hmm. is the correct term for that. Yeah, knocks him out. Hits the other guy that he was occupying with the pool stick. Grabs a gun, and it's just a very action-packed scene. Everyone dies in the scene, basically.
0: Yeah, and so, I, yeah, and and uh, <clears throat> like so, like Carlito, he gets somebody's gun. He there's a bit of a shootout. He ends up killing. I think he kills the like his you know Guajito gets killed. They slit his throat before Carlito can save him. Carlito kills the guy who got him. He ends up killing the the main guy who was counting the money. And then uh, after a bit of a shootout, he runs into the bathroom, but he's he's out of bullets with this mm-hmm. gun because it wasn't his gun. It was just a gun that you know he grabbed. Mm-hmm. And then just you know just a really great. One of my very favorite scenes is you know Carlito. He's in the bathroom. Yeah, you know, the door is closed. He doesn't know who who's out there, who survived, who's got bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, all he has is like basically all he has is this empty gun, and the legend of his name.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: so, <laughs> and so he you know he starts you know he starts yelling like, "All right, you guys, I'm about you know I'm about to come out." And you know you you think you're big time. You know you're about to die big. You know and just but basically yeah. just all this bravado. Hoping that you know, and then you know, he like keeps adjusting the gun, like he's like put a bullet in the clip, but really nothing. But he wants them to hear the 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 gun. He wants them to hear the bravado in his voice, and he wants them to sort of fuse that with the legend of his name. And he's hoping against hope that that's going to be enough,
1: Mm -hmm. because otherwise
0: he's you know he's he's not going to survive this. Yeah. And then he gets out there, and the room is basically empty, and he knows he's he's safe. And then here's the one of the very very subtle, but you know brilliant things about the, the storytelling for me is, you know, the the thirty thousand dollars. It's left on the counter. It was it was his cousin's money, or maybe his cousin was delivering the money for somebody else. But either way, you know, the money's there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dead. So nobody that was supposed to get the money is gonna get the money. So Carlito takes the money and then he slips out the back way because after all he does he does have this dream. This dream of, you know, buying into this this uh this you know, tourist car rental business in the Bahamas. He needs $75,000 to get there. Mm -hmm. And so now he's $30,000 closer. And so, so then the beauty of that is, you know, you have to take the money. You You we have to Carlito was now, he's now $30,000 closer because this whole incident happened. So just like that, you know, that part of the story it, it's moving He's he's got some money to get his dream
1: started and this is the day after he got out of jail and this is
0: supposed to be clean this is the day after and yeah. then also but then beyond that you consider like just in that one scene you can think about like think about everything that was established you know we, we've established that he's got these really strong instincts for the street mm-hmm. we've established that the name you know carlito brigante you know travels through the streets like like superman Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we, you know, we learned that, uh, you know, in a pinch, he knows how to handle himself. Um, And, you know, we also see that, uh, you know, now he's got this money, which is part of the the primary narrative. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's um, that's just great storytelling. And that's something that, you know, that's 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 a really good example of what you would call like economy in, in storytelling where, you know, in one scene, you know, they've they've done all these things and all those things. I have to imagine for a, a storyteller filmmaker like Brian De Palma like like those things didn't happen by by accident like I think he understood that in this one scene he could establish all of these things right and I think that happens throughout the movie there's you know so many scenes where and and you know with with any good storyteller especially whether it's in film or in a novel or anywhere you know the the more that you the, the more that you can get done in one scene or one line of dialogue or or whatever mm-hmm. um, it just it makes it more impactful so i think that's that's part of the reason why i love currently those ways so much that every scene matters and every scene carries a certain amount of weight and every scene connects to something else because now he's got the money and then he takes the money and then he goes back to his lawyer and his lawyer you know he wants to get him into this this club that he you know, wants to make him a part owner of this club so he can start making some money and so he's going to use the thirty thousand dollars to buy into the club but then he'll earn money, you know, from, from the club, and then, you know, so because that incident has happened, then he got the money, and now he's in the club, and then because he's in the club, uh, that's that's when he sees Gail for the first time, or for the first time since he got out, because now he's working in this club, and that's where he sees her, um, so... So because he's in the club now, he was sees-
1: it actually Gail, or was it uh, someone who looked like her? I think
0: it it was her because at first he was just like you know God that looks like Gail you know it looks just her hair and everything, and so I think from there is when he follows her out, and that's oh, when you see him kind of following her, and I think even it's like raining, he's just from a safe distance, and then um, and and once he's once he's certain it's her, then he then he goes up and and talks to her, and uh and and then then we and then you know she turns and the, just the way she looks at him. Oh, it just melts my heart. Mm-hmm. It's just lovely. I love. I'm telling you, just the just the the Carlito Gale story, and 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 she doesn't she doesn't call him Carlito, Charlie. She, she calls him Charlie. I, that's just so sweet to me. Like I love because it's like because like Carlito, Carlito Bragante. He's like mm-hmm. he's just fucking tough Puerto Rican drug kingpin. Uh, nobody fucks with him. But Charlie, it's like yeah. soft and sweet. and Like this. He's not Carlito to her. That's like a different person for her. Right. He's Charlie. And, and, and you can see the way that he acts with her, that he's not, that he's it's not, not the
1: same. Yeah. yeah. It's different and, dynamic.
0: Uh, and I love that. I, I love that. And then, you know, um, just their whole thing. Jesus,
4: she looks like Gail. Same color hair, the way she dances. I met Gail a year before I went into the joint. She was this dancer, this artistic ballet type, I was going to be a big Broadway star. I guess she fell in love. Me too. I swore I'd never break her heart, but you know, things happen. Oh, I miss you, Gail.
0: And because there's like three—I mean, there, there's the Carlito and and you know, Gail storyline, which is great. There's the Carlito and just trying to stay out of trouble, but can't quite. And you know, dealing with his his, his lawyer, who he he thinks is his best friend, but we eventually learn is you know mm-hmm. not that loyal.
1: I think the best part about all the different storylines is they all merge yeah, at the climax of absolutely.
0: the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, which is just just great storytelling when you can sort of, you know, uh, choreograph all these things and it's all leading to something just to uh, have just really great payoff. Again, it's just, you know, just this really wonderful movie that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a movie that uh, I think over, like it's 21 years old, I think over the last 21 years, it's gotten more... Uh, I guess respect and people enjoy it more, but at the time it it wasn't very it wasn't it, it wasn't uh, appreciated I think as much. I don't as think it, it's a normal today.
1: gangster movie though. That's, I mean, to put it in that category, it's not. It's not Goodfellas or that's true. It's probably not like The Godfather.
0: Yeah, like it, it is a gangster movie, but it's not a gangster movie like that. And uh, oh, I, I I almost forgot. But again, everything kind of leads. Again, all these things kind of lead together but you know also in this club that Carlito now sort of owns a part of and he's basically running the club and kind of straightening it out uh we meet Benny Blanco Benny Blanco, Benny Blanco from the Bronx played by just the, the terrific John Leguizamo who I'm a big fan of. I'm curious cuz I've John Leguizamo he's been around for for a while but is he an actor that you're familiar with like when you watch movies? You know
1: what? I don't I don't recognize the name but I did recognize his face. I, a, he looked very familiar. Yeah, you've he's a familiar face. You've
0: definitely seen him around. He's he's great. He started out as a not as a stand-up comedian but I, when he first kind of became famous like in a mainstream way uh he was doing one-man shows. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I saw him, he was doing a one man show that I think HBO did a a special. But a big part of his one man show is like he would do he would do characters like he would tell it's like he would tell stories kind of like these monologues.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: he would get into character. I think he would even go off stage and kind of put on you know they kind of put him in costume, and he would do men and women and just different all different types of characters. Right. And so. And so, just I think, just like based on that, it was kind of clear that it was probably just a matter of time before this guy got into movies and started acting. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, he's he's terrific. I, I love John John Leguizamo. Yeah, um he's good. So he pay, plays Benny Blanco from the Bronx. And and story wise, obviously he's 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 very crucial to the story, but uh, thematically, his uh, he's he's really really important because. Basically, Benny Blanco—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's basically a young Carlito, right? And and so uh, and so when you know, the, the, there's actually a scene. I mean, the, there's there's a actually there's even in the dialogue, like uh, I think he's like a waiter or something who, like Carlito's basically blowing off Benny. Benny Blanco wants to be Carlito's friend because he mm-hmm. he looks up to him and he knows his name and he's just getting started in this thing. You know, I guess in the selling smack game or whatever, yeah. you know. And um, and so he wants to, you know, I think he sees him as a potential mentor and friend and just really wants to kind of get under his wing. And Carlito, like, he's not interested. And he's kind of rude and kind of blows him off. Maybe partly because... He doesn't want to get involved back in... Doesn't want to get involved with it. He's not too proud of it. Kind of Maybe he kind of sees himself in this guy. And like maybe in that way, I don't like you because you represent who I was and I don't like that guy. Maybe it was mm-hmm. something like that. Keeps blowing them off, you know, and to like the waiters, like, but you know, he's like, he's like a young, he's a, he's a young you, kind of, right. kind of, kind of, putting a point on, on, uh, on this sort of, uh, this, this theme that they're kind of these mirror images.
3: Please, you can't do this. Benny Blanco spends a lot of money here. Oh, uh, he's a nickel bag. Come on. What happened to you? What are you acting like this for? It doesn't make sense just to hate this guy because this guy is you twenty years ago. Never make Ever me. Hey, Mr. Bugante, it's the second time you turn me down for a drink, man. Well, you don't like my champagne? Hey, it could be. I don't know. Maybe it's a misfucking understanding here. I don't know, man. Maybe you don't remember me. My name is maybe Benny Maybe I don't Blanco. give a shit. Maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose, either. <laughs> Who the fuck are you I should remember you? <laughs> what, you think you like me? You ain't like me, motherfucker. You a punk. I've been with made people. Connected people. Who you been with? Chain snatching, Jive ass, Marco motherfuckers. Why don't you get lost? Go ahead, snatch your purse. Come on, take a fucking look.
0: But there's um there's a really nice scene, and it's it's I was gonna say it's subtle. It's relatively subtle, but it's uh it's like there there comes a point but where where uh you know, like Benny Blanco, he's tired of Carlito uh blowing him off. And uh well, a- well actually before it gets they have like two scenes together. First the scene where, where Benny Blanco, he's very respectful and wants to be his friend. Mm-hmm. And then there's the scene where uh where uh basically Benny Blanco comes to the club and he's he's used to, I guess, spending time with this uh very attractive waitress. But but the waitress you know she's just she's just finished having sex with uh with Sean Penn in in the bathroom right. and now they're sitting in the booth with you know Carlito. And so Benny Blanco like he's upset about it cuz you know he feels like that's his girl and so then you know like Carlito's basically like well, you know you know fuck him he doesn't own her she's mm-hmm. with she's with Dave now that sort of thing you know. Yeah. So then uh, Benny comes over and um it's you know the on the surface the pretense is like you know he's mad about this girl but really He's mad because he can't figure out why. Why is Carly? Why does he keep blowing him off? Mm-hmm. Why does he keep dissing him? And then, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> Sean Penn pulls out a gun, which is mm-hmm. you know kind of funny because he's not you know he's not a gangster. He's a lawyer.
1: He pulls out this he's gun, and even
0: Al Pacino, I think I don't know if it's then or later. It's like you know what the fuck are you doing with a gun? You know, mm-hmm. but it's also you know it, it, it also sort of is foreshadowing things down the line in which you know this 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 sort of this lawyer is sort of slowly trying you know. Getting way too deep into organized crime, which is something that ultimately he has no mm. business being in, just because it's not really a world that he's—he's
1: he's just involved with yeah. the people he represents. And yeah, he—he you know, he just
0: needs to keep it as being a lawyer. And but once mm. he gets too deep, you know. Uh, so then from that scene, Al Pacino and you know his his muscle, they take Benny Blanco
1: you know outside. I think it's also worth noting that. Uh, the the lawyer is a big cokehead too. He's Addicted to. <laughs> I think that is worth head. noting
0: that uh, yeah. like he's like the the, the drugs are kind of making him loopy. He's getting deeper into trouble. He's making really and early on we don't know the bad decisions he's been making, but
1: mm-hmm. as the movie
0: unfolds, we find out that he's been messing with some really dangerous people, making really bad decisions.
1: And so and, why he has a gun now? Yeah,
0: yeah, it, 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 yeah. Exactly. He's you know, and you, you feel this insecurity of like he's he hates that these tough guys just think they can just like push him around and you know they can mm-hmm. just be like tough or whatever. Um so, yeah, so so, uh, so Carlito and uh you know takes Benny Blanco outside, and so then there's for just a couple of moments they have it's like a close up of Carlito's face mm-hmm. and he's talking to Benny, then it's a close up of Benny Blanco's face, and it's like the same lighting, like the exact same close up and as they go back and forth, it's basically like they're going, you know young and old, young and mm-hmm. old, this is me now, this was me, then you know i'm I'm basically, I'm looking in a mirror, I'm looking at me twenty years ago, or or whatever, and so that's one of the the places where they kind of visually
1: and he put a point on. And it. And he had the opportunity to kill him, and he knew he had to.
0: Yeah, because he because he knows how this he knows how this works, uh, and you know if, if he would have just uh, killed him there, because that's what that's what anybody else in his position would have done. That's what he would have done mm-hmm. before you know before he went to jail. That's that's the move, but he didn't kill Benny Blanco from the Bronx, and uh, and he knew he might live to regret it. And um, we'll find out later that it does become. You know, arguably, a a regretful decision on Carlito's part. Um, But but anyway, I I think my I think the point I started with was that just you know from like every scene, like like when you especially like like the next time you watch it because you'll know how it how basically you'll know the story. When you watch it again, you can even better appreciate how. Just one scene leads naturally to the next to the next, and this thing matters. Right. Like, oh, I didn't hear that before, and that really does matter. And it's all just have an appreciation it, for. It's all very tightly constructed. Just really, just a really beautifully well told, uh, well told story. Uh, a few, uh, a few of the other actors in the movie, uh, Luis Guzman, who's one of my very, very favorite. Uh, I guess technically, I don't know. I was going to call him a character actor, which he kind of is.
1: He always looks the same. And, he
0: kind of looks the same, yeah. kind of sounds the same. He doesn't always play the exact same guy, but but he's he's wonderful. He plays a character named Pachanga, who's a, a friend of Carlito, also sort of like his his muscle from back of the day. Enyo currently, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, one more uh, actor worth noting is uh, Vigo Mortensen, who's uh, you know in, for me in my mind he's a. Um, Vigo Mortensen, you know, like for me, he's a movie star. He's just a really wonderful movie star, and which he is. But I don't think he's—I I don't think he's as famous as he should be. Like he's—he's he's successful, and people right. know him, and he—he's—he's he's done some really great roles and really great movies. And I think he's—he's he's been. I'm certain he's been nominated for Academy Award. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. But for whatever success he has, I still feel like he's not appreciated as much as he probably should be, or maybe eventually will be down the line. Like, I think again, for me, you know, I just, I, I think the world of him as as an actor, but I think he's, you know, he, at some point he's going to do a movie, some role that's just going to just light the world on fire. And like everybody in a big way is going to like really look at him and, and give him his props. But anyway, I love Figo Mortensen. And so he's just, he really, he only has one scene. He plays a right. character called Laline. And uh, so Laline, he's this guy who's a, uh, you know, he used to he used to work with Carlito, and I don't remember if they talk about this in the movie or if it just kind of implied. But he's he's a he's a white guy, but he you know he he talks like uh, you know he he talks like he's like you know like he like a uh, like he's Puerto Rican or just sort of you know. Some sort of Latin descent, what you kind of get is maybe like you know, he's like this white guy, but maybe grew up in the streets around guys like Carlito, and it sort of you know affected the way he you know talked and saw the world, and and he was you know regarded like uh, like everybody else, um, and so when we see him, I don't I don't know if this was meant to be a joke, but because Brian De Palma is such a in terms of the the, the way he tells his stories and sets up his scenes, it's very meticulous. There is a moment, and I wouldn't expect you to to pick up on it. But I have to imagine it was it was a it was a joke. Is um is we see Vigo Mortensen uh, in a wheelchair. So uh-huh. like Carlito's going up the steps to his office. He sees you know Laleen, Vigo Mortensen, Laleen. We see him through the window in the wheelchair. <laughs> and as we see him in the wheelchair, in the voiceover, uh, Carlito says, "You know, Laleen, he's always been a stand-up guy." Ah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, and I and I heard and I saw and I was like. That could be a coincidence, but I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brian De Palma was uh, was having a little bit of fun, even if it was like for himself. He was right, like, right, I'm just going to make myself laugh. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I so, do so.
1: remember that. I never, I didn't make the <laughs> connection. And
0: again, I wouldn't expect. Right you now, know. I was just
1: thinking how he got upstairs. There wasn't any ramps that went upstairs. Somebody had to carry the wheelchair upstairs. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm sure uh, yeah. some folks. I thought that's where
1: it. you were going with it.
0: No, no, but that's also that that's a fair. That's one of those things where like. It wouldn't have been easy to get him up there, but, you know, I'm sure just a couple of muscle guys carrying
1: yeah. him up. Uh, That'd be funny to watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's in the bonus features, a deleted scene. So that's one of my—again, It's again, it's his only scene in the movie, but for me, it's it's a standout scene. Like, he, he steals the scene. I mean, he's with Al Pacino. It's just the two of them one-on-one in this scene. They're both great. But uh, Vigo Mortensen, you know, he's in the wheelchair— you know, talking to Carlito, trying to sort of, you know, get in on... So, you know, Lalene, we, we learned before, was that uh, he was in prison. He was supposed to do 30 years, so Sir so Carlito already thinks it's weird that he's in his office. And mm-hmm. Laline says, you know, the uh, I got out. There was a technicality or whatever. He's like, oh, that's cool. And he's basically trying to... He's talking to Carlito, trying to find out about if there's, like, any action to get in on. Mm-hmm. And Carlito, again, because he's got these sharp instincts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, uh, he kind of sort of knows something up. And then, you know, he... Uh, while they're talking, he, you know, he shushes Lalina and then he puts a, it looks like a letter opener, it's a knife, basically mm-hmm. a letter opener under oh, his oh, chin, oh, and then finds a, a, a wire. Oh, don't
2: kill me, right. motherfucker, look what I got, look what I got, I mean, look at me, you got everything, man, I mean, come on, look what I got to fucking go around with, fucking diapers, man, I got fucking diapers, I shit my pants every day, I can't walk, I can't hump, you know? Go ahead and kill me, you cocksucker! They made me do it. You know, they sent me back. I'm not good in it, joint. I'm in a fucking wheelchair, Kalito. It wasn't What's even Sancho? turn off.
3: Listen to me now. We sent you who
2: sent you, motherfucker? The DA. The DA. No Norwalk? Norwalk. Yeah, man, You gotta you got, got a heart out for you, man. He gotta you your dealing again, big time. I was dealing. Who told him that? I don't know. Man.
3: I've been clean since I got up. I haven't made one fucking move. He Who told it? him? I don't know. Who man, him I don't that? know,
2: man. I swear to God, I don't know. I wouldn't. Ne- I would never give you up, man. I would never do that. I was gonna give you a signal. It wasn't even turned on. It's something else, man. Look, blim- Oh, shit, man. Just do it, man. Just fucking kill me. I
3: ain't gonna kill you, Nelly. I ain't even gonna hurt you,
4: man. I ask you how can you fuck the only people who
2: ever
4: care for you. hey
2: how do you do that you lost motherfucker let me get somebody
0: and right away he's is like you know apologizing and mm-hmm. you know trying to tell him it wasn't even on i was <laughs> i was gonna give you a signal you know they made me do it you know and then uh <laughs> And then, you know, it's just, just one of my very, very favorite scenes. I wonder, too, because, like, when I see the scene for me, it's like, every time I watch the movie, that's one of the scenes that I look forward to. It's, like, a highlight. I can't wait to uh-huh. get there. But for you, when you're first watching, you had no idea it was coming. Did that scene do anything? Did it stand out for you at all? Or was it just maybe just kind of another? Well,
1: it did stand out because it, this was a, a friend of his that we thought. And, yeah. And, you know, and it was kind of a theme throughout the movie yeah that there's a whole lot of p- betrayal mm-hmm. within that type of business and you really only you really are only looking out for yourself yeah a, at the end so uh that's one of the scenes that I thought back to at the end of the movie that's a good that's
0: that's a, yeah because thematically it's one of these things that Carly Till sort of is coming to terms with over and over is that the world he left behind when he went to prison when he came back not only did the world change but these relationships they're not they're not what he imagined they were They're not what they used to be Pretty much mm-hmm. everybody The only uh, You know Gail Is really the only Person in the movie Who ultimately Either didn't turn on him Or didn't have You know Bad intention Or, or wasn't You know
1: But even he realizes That she changed too Because To his surprise Because she was a dancer And mm-hmm. she was Traveling In a road show Doing Like dancing mm-hmm. For a play And he He finds out Actually from uh, Laline, Lalene, yeah. In that scene, that she was dancing at, uh, it, it, I believe it's a strip club. Turned out it to it be like a strip club. Strip yeah, club, it's called yeah. Uh, it's
0: called the Diamond Room.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, and again, talking about you know just this really tightly well crafted story, we have this great scene with Laline, and you know again it does a whole lot of things. It it reinforces this theme that you know these people that were a big part of his life, you can't trust them anymore. Um, and also sort of. You know, we find out that basically the uh, law enforcement, you know, somebody, you know, they've been tipped off that Carlito was breaking the law. He doesn't know who said it. We find out mm-hmm. it was his lawyer, friend David. We don't know that right away. Um, and so then uh, and then so so the movie's getting moved along. Themes are getting played out. Uh, and, and But then also we get a very important piece of information that Lalene has seen his girlfriend at this club, which means Carlito can now go find her at this club. So within that little piece of information Allows Carlito to move, move forward, forward. story wise. So again, in in that scene, several things happening. All of them, you know, all of them important. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. So act what? I guess we basically told the whole story. We may as well <laughs> tell the rest of it. <laughs> so basically, there's uh, the 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 crux of it, and there, it's, it's a scene. Um, you like this scene? I think this scene stood. I mean, it's it's a great scene. Um, but I know this one. Uh, this stood out to you is when uh, Kleinfeld. Uh, you know David Kleinfeld is in the uh, he's a, he he goes to prison to talk to one of his clients. Mm-hmm. I forget the guy's name. I, I should remember. I know the, his, something with a T. Is it
1: okay? So it starts with a T. An but Italian just, name. Just a big
0: big tough guy, and uh, we we learn that uh, Kleinfeld again. That's the Sean Penn character. That he basically stole a mil- stole. Is that? See, he stole a million.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he
0: stole a million dollars from this guy, and he didn't like rob him, but basically he paid him a million dollars for a service, maybe lawyer fees or whatever. But he just pocketed the money and didn't do anything. And so he's like, "Well, listen, you you took this million dollars, so now you owe me a million dollars. But rather than get this money back, you're going to help break me out of prison. And if you don't, you know, we're my I basically the contracts are in place. All I got to do is just just give the word mm-hmm. back here and they'll kill you so you know he tells him how he's got to help him break out of prison dave you know he goes to carlito and basically asks him to help him and again this is where we really get into it where you know carlito he just wants to get out he just wants to put some money together he wants to go to the bahamas mm-hmm. he wants to rent cars that's all he wants to do but the bad keeps pulling pulling him back in and more than the bad it's it's his it's his strength of character it's his moral mm-hmm. compass is you know this guy you know he's my friend. I know what he's doing is stupid, and I know me getting involved is stupid.
1: But he still he still owed him because he got him out twenty five years early. Exactly, from jail.
0: exactly. He's you know he's my friend. He got me out of jail. I owe I owe it to this guy. And there's there's a, a great conversation with you know with uh, Carlito and Gail where she's you know essentially pleading with him. You know, and it and it's not like loud screaming. It's very you know it's it's almost more dramatic because she's just, you know, she, you know, she's breaking in front of him, you know, cause she knows she can, yeah. she doesn't know what he's doing. She just knows that whatever he's going to do can't go well. And just please, you know, in fact, I think, in fact, I, I think that's her line is, you know, whatever, whatever he's asking you to do, please don't do it. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, and he tells her, I, I, I have to, he's, he's my friend, you know, and this, you know, Right or wrong, he's my friend, and I, you know, I owe him this much, and uh and so and so he knows that he shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. but he has to do it. That's that. This is it's in his bones, it's in his blood, and of course, it just works out poorly. We didn't tell tell what happens when. So the, they're on the boat basically to to get him out of to to help break the guy out of prison. So what happens from there?
1: Well, yeah, he asks. I know he asks Carlito to help him because he knows if. If he does actually help the guy break out of jail, that he was probably going to get killed regardless. So, Kleinfeld's solution was starting to become his his motives were starting to become clear. So when they get on the boat, um, I believe it was the big the big guys, the Italian guy, the prisoner, his his son, his son yeah. was there, and he was he was uh, nervous about uh, Carlito coming on the boat too, but they were in such a rush, such a panic t- to go pick up his dad from a buoy in the middle of the ocean to escape, help him escape from jail. Mm-hmm. So I believe the conclusion that Kleinfeld came to was that he had to kill the prisoner and that's the only way he could live.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Carlito's figuring this out along the way. Yeah, and, and of
0: course only too late. Only too late. And there's the great movie and, I, and I'll get to your impression because I wonder, it, it's a great moment where you know, uh, Kleinfeld kills the the mafia guy, and then he mm-hmm. starts falling. You know, basically, falling, you know, dipping under under the ocean, and eventually, kind of disappearing. And as Carlito sees him, like he's hitting he's hitting him overhead with a, with a crowbar until mm-hmm. he goes under. And then, as Carlito sees what's happening, you know, he's basically screaming. You know, mm-hmm. and and he's because you know, he knows exactly what this means. The second he sees Kleinfeld kill this mafia guy, Carlito knows that it's over. Right. It's fucking over and he's part of this now and it's not gonna end well for him. Yep. Now, for you, was that clear to you? Was that, was that a clear Oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. He he knew before anyway because he's an accomplice to helping a prisoner escape mm-hmm. jail. So, I feel he he knew that going in but he was hoping for the best and then once uh, once the murder occurred, he knew that he was in. He was back in the game. He was going to be a target, and not, it, not only for the DA who already wanted to get him back in jail because of the early release, mm-hmm. but also because the the mafia, the Italian mafia, would be out to get him as well.
0: Yeah, and that leads to one of my very, very favorite. It might be my very favorite exchange between Al Pacino and uh, and Sean Penn in the movie. And it's again, it's another one of the highlights that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Is you know they're 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 off the boat they're back on land and you know Carlitos basically confronting him and because he didn't know that he stole any money from him he just thinks that he's being you know strong armed and so then it's, he's putting it all together and he says you know you right. stole you stole a million dollars didn't you you stole the money from him and you know Sean Penn just kind of giggles a little bit and mm-hmm. just basically like you know whatever it's fucking you. know. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. It's over now. They're not. You know. They're not. Nobody's going to know. Right. And then Al Pacino. It's. It's like. It's my. It might be my favorite line in the movie. Really. Where you know where he, where he tells Sean Penn. You know. Yeah. You're not a lawyer anymore. You're a gangster now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I fucking love that part. I love that line. Um. But when he tells it to him, it's not like you know. He's not telling him like with any amount of pride. Like you know. Like you made it. You graduated. You're a gangster now. It's. It's just like it's like this ominous warning. He's like. Well. You know. It's too late now. Mm. You're a gangster now. This is a whole different world. In fact, I think he even kind of tells him that much. Like you know, you can't basically you can't you can't read about this in a book, and you can't get a late start. Like this mm. is this is a world that you kind of have to come up in, and you didn't. And uh, uh, and you know, as it turns out, it doesn't end well for for <laughs> Kleinfeld because. The, the the guy that he killed, his son will eventually eventually he ends up murdering Kleinfeld.
1: His uh, other son that wasn't yeah, the, yeah,
0: yeah. Good thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The son on the boat's dead, but they have a the sec there's a second son and he seeks revenge. And he also kinda leads the charge to seek revenge on Carlito because, you know, as Carlito understands, these guys are smart, they're gonna figure it out, you know, which they
1: you know, which they do. And we know from the opening scene that Carlito has been shot and he's being uh He's being taken to the hospital. Uh, assuming uh, we're assuming that he's being taken to the hospital. He's on a stretcher and they're rolling him. Yeah. And so we know we know he's going to get shot by somebody.
0: Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you're talking
1: about the beginning, right? The opening scene. That's very what I thought. you were talking. I, yeah. I think
0: I just blanked for half a second. So if you said that, I
1: missed it. But yeah, please keep right. going. So we know we know it's not it's not going to end very well for, for Carlito. Yeah, and
0: at the very least. We know that he's going to get shot. We don't know if he's, he's going to die or not, but yeah. we do know
1: somebody shoots him. He's going to get shot. So,
0: it, great chasing at the end again, led by the the gangster's mm-hmm. son. And I have to imagine you as a viewer, because I know this is what I thought is that him getting shots going to result out of this chase, because it seems like I mean that's what it's building up towards. I meant, or did you? Do that? I don't want to put thoughts into your head. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I I didn't because we see. We see the person who shoots uh, Carlito. Carlito. I, was gonna I know. Combine he co- relates like a hybrid and of Carlito and Pacino. Pacino. <laughs> Cappuccino. Okay. Cappuccino. Yeah. No, but we knew he was going to get shot. And I re- I remember what the person who shot him was wearing and how he shot him. Yeah. And as the chase was going on, I knew that these guys weren't going to get to him, the uh, Italian guys. But And I knew it was going to have to be someone else. So by the end, I kind of put two and two together that once he let... Benny from the Bronx go. Mm. Something was going on mm-hmm. because he almost he almost had it. He almost he was almost on the train to Miami to it, it take just, him to the. He
0: was right there. There was Gale. She was literally at the open door of the train. And and we, was,
1: I was scared he wasn't going to make the train. It yeah. was late. The train was leaving late, and she was there at the open door. And he makes it uh, and, and right
0: in front of the open door, right in front of Gale. And
1: then a, a character that well, we kind of mentioned. Yeah, Pachanga. Yeah, Pachanga. He's a he's a friend. He took Gail to the train station, and he's a, he betrays him in the end. One last time, one more
0: friend betrays him, uh, basically rats him out to to Benny Blanco, and Benny Blanco right there, point blank, shoots him in the shoots him in the stomach a couple of times, mm. and then shoots Pachanga. So you know, because yeah. he thinks he's got a new boss. No, he's dead too,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and um, and that's more or less the end of the movie. You know, but but it it's the. Uh, it's the end of the movie but there's the you know there's you know it, we it, we see the first scene over again the first scene I think it's it's either in black and white or just really really muted
1: it was black I think it was black and I white I think so and, and so, then the actual poster of the Bahamas or whatever was yeah, the only thing in color in the opening scene it was like
0: come to paradise or something mm-hmm. like that and so then we see so we see, we see the opening scene again but now it's in color and it's fully in context. Like, now we understand how we, how we got mm-hmm. there. Everything makes sense. You know, we see Gail, and she's crying, and, oh, God, it's just so fucking heartbreaking when she's talking to Carlito and, you know, pleading with them, you know, not to leave her, and he's dying. She knows he's dying, and he's yeah. dying, and he's, he pulls this money out, you know, the money that he was, all the money that he'd saved up that was going to, that we're going to rent cars with, give it to Gail. Oh, also because she's pregnant, we mm-hmm. find out before that. So he gives her the money, so she can have this money and just to just get out of here and you know take care of yourself and this baby that you know I'm not gonna be here for. But this baby, you know, it's gonna be like uh, a new and improved Carlito. He tells us in the, in the narration that you know he's gone, but this kid will have a chance, you know, for the life that basically he he never had. And it and, and from there it just leads into just for me, just a really really nice poignant. Uh, Kind of final narration as you see Al Pacino's face. Mm-hmm. But in the narration you get you know Carlito's final voiceover
4: as he's as he's dying. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Gonna stretch me out Fernandez, you know home on 9th Street. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last to the Moe weekends. Well, maybe not the last. Gail's gonna be a good mom. New, improved Carlito Brigante. Hope she uses the money to get out. No room in this city for big odds like us. Sorry, baby. I tried the best I could. Honest. Can't come with me on this trip, though. Getting the shakes now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Time.
0: And it's great because I mean he's not saying like you know I I can you know he he never mentions the word
1: death he never says anything yeah. about you know there's no regret on, yeah on his part it's
0: just uh, he's speaking almost completely in like metaphors like of the equivalent of like you know bars closing
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know no more drinks gotta go home now that you know that sort right. of stuff and uh, just really and it's it's I, and even as I was watching it I was wondering like is this really great because Al Pacino's a great actor? If I just read this on the page, because again, Carlito's Way is adapted from a, a novel by the same name, Carlito's Way. Actually adapted from two novels, but they're basically, they they go together. to series, right. Carlito's Way and After Hours, by an author, his name is Edwin Torres. And so I wonder, like, if I read that on the page, would it be as powerful? Or does it become more powerful because Al Pacino's like, embodying this voice and this character? And by the time we get to that point, it has... You know, it's, it has so much more you know, weight behind I have no idea. Like, I'm, I'm not asking the question with an answer in mind. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But either way, it's just really powerful, you know, it's tragic, but it's bittersweet. Because, I mean, on the one hand, you know, I think, you, you. I don't know, you have to be a robot to watch this movie and not want Carlita to get away with Gale at the end. Right. And the yeah, fact, you're rooting for that. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't, like, even, in I think, in his final narration, he kind of... In a way, it's almost like he's talking to the viewer a little bit, kind of softening the blow for them. Like, you know what? I I wasn't supposed to live this long. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody who did the things I did died a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So he's dying, tragically, and, you know, for most normal people, probably at a young age. But for the world he grew up in and the life he lived, lived a lot longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, had this life with Gail, brief, but maybe a, a life that brought him... Happiness that you know maybe he wouldn't have had otherwise, right? And she's going to go forward, and she's going to have this baby, and you know all these things, and it's all kind of relayed in this really you know beautiful uh, voiceover that that uh, that he gives. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was just reading actually before we sat down to talk uh, that uh, Al, so Al Pacino and Brian De Palma, uh, *Carlito's Way* was their their second movie that they did together with De Palma directing, Pacino starring. The first one was *Scarface*. Have you seen *Scarface* by the way?
1: I have not seen Scarface. Scarface
0: is a good one. We we may as well put that one on the list. If you haven't seen it, sure. That way you can, you can be caught up with all the, uh, the 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 rappers who love Scarface and have the poster up in their house. Right. Is that still a thing? I know, especially in the in when the, I was in
1: junior high, I, I knew a lot of kids who were obsessed with Scarface. Like it,
0: it became um, it almost became sort of a joke, like on MTV Cribs. Whenever it was a rapper, they all had <laughs> the Scarface poster in their you know on the on their wall, and it was just like this uh, this thing, and and then you know it, you sort of you know most every gangster rapper you realize that they're they're embodying uh, Al Pacino a Scarface. <laughs> um it's it's a it's it's a great one. It's it's really it it's exciting and it's tense and Al Pacino again just brilliant. And that one he plays uh he's a he's Cuban uh um Is it what's al- the word? Or? No, but I think it's um I think it sort of takes its inspiration from the uh f- from that Scarface. But it kind of creates like a new its own mythology of this this Cuban, uh, what's the word? There's a fucking word, and I can't think of it. When when somebody like leaves their country, but they can't go back. There's a there's a word, and it's so obvious, and I can't think of it. Ooh. You know, it's like when, yeah. like when a Cuban baseball player sneaks out of Cuba to play mm-hmm. baseball. Anyway, um, he's he's one of you know one of these guys, and then and essentially it's a movie about you know kind of living out the American dream, especially you know. Uh, for for immigrants coming to America to, to achieve the American dream, only to find out that mm-hmm. the American dream it's not really available. It's not available to him in the same way that it is, you know, to maybe just a, a you know a born naturally born citizen. Mm-hmm. And so so he achieves the American dream by you know by getting into the the drug trade and becoming a really huge you know uh, drug kingpin. Really great movie. Uh, yeah, we'll watch that. We'll put that one on the list. So anyway, that was their first one. Uh, That was from 1983, so uh, Carlito's Way. About uh, 10 years later, they did another one. Mm -hmm. And so I was reading that on November 5th, so just just a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was announced that they're going to team up again. Wow. Al Pacino and Brian De Palma, they're going to be doing a movie together called Retribution. Uh, And from what I understand, it's going to be a a contemporary remake of, uh, uh, what is it? I wanna say a Swedish movie, but I could just be totally talking out of my ass. <laughs> but either way, some it's a foreign movie that came out in two thousand and three, so they're gonna be doing, I guess, their version of of that. Right. And you know, at this point, you know, Al Pacino and Brian De Palma, if they're getting together, count me in.
1: Yeah. How about I'm you? In. Yeah.
0: I'm in. Uh let's see. Um as far as a uh, money made, and you know, I, we, I think I say this every time a movie for me, it's not successful based on the money that it makes, but I'm always curious to know how much money a movie did make. Cause I like to sort of get an idea of, you know, how people responded to it, I guess, money wise. Right. So the movie, it, it, uh, the, the budget for Carlito's way was $30 million and uh, worldwide uh, in the box office. And I don't think this includes like DVD and videos and all that stuff. Uh Actually, DVDs weren't around in 1993, I don't think. It might have been just at the precipice of Laserdisc, possibly. But either way, I think it only counts box office numbers. So it might have made more money than this over time. But the box office numbers was it made $63,848,322. So just basically rounding up $64 million, uh, which is pretty good. And the rule of thumb, I guess, in Hollywood is in order to break even, you have to double your your budget. So it made 30 million and made 64 million. So it probably made a you know, made a little bit of a profit. Right. And um Al Pacino, uh, you might be interested in knowing, you and the listeners, I don't know. Maybe. Uh up to this point he's he's uh, he's acted in 37 feature films. And uh, and he hasn't been the the primary star in all of them, but you know he's he's been the star in many of them. And either way, act, he's acted in thirty seven films. So a lot more films than I've been in. Yeah, it's about yeah. Uh, what would you say thirty seven more, Close. roughly, yeah, give roughly, or take. Yeah. yeah. And so the lifetime box office gross of his thirty seven films. Is one billion dollars four hundred fifty-one million four hundred seventy thousand five hundred eighty-seven.
1: It's a little bit more money than I have. A
0: little bit, right? Yeah. And uh, so, so basically, when Al Pacino acts in a movie, the average box office is thirty-nine million dollars. So, just just under forty million dollars. So, um, and and I don't know for a certainty. I'm sure there was a time, especially in the '80s and '90s, where you know, you could put Al Pacino's name on a movie, and you know, people would watch it. I don't think he's at that level anymore, but he's still at a level where you know, like I'll watch a movie with Al Pacino because I yeah. I love watching movies yeah. with Al Pacino. Um, uh, Carlito's Way, in terms of the Oscars, got uh, no attention, none, none whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, uh, the The movie, so it it would have if it was if it got any nominations, it would have been at the nineteen ninety four Academy Awards, but it got completely ignored. Uh, And just for the sake of context, in 1994, the the winner for Best Picture was Schindler's List. The winner for Best Director was Steven Spielberg, who directed Schindler's List. Best Mm -hmm. Actor was Tom Hanks, who won his first Academy Award for Philadelphia. The following year, he would win his second Oscar, back-to-back, for Forrest Gump. And then Best Actress was Holly Hunter for The Piano. Uh, Part of the irony for me is Schindler's List, Philadelphia, and The Piano are all movies which I've never
1: seen. Yeah, me neither. I, I haven't
0: avoided them, but I've never. seen and I love
1: them. Tom Hanks too. That's yeah. yeah.
0: I'll, I'm kind of
1: curious. I'll watch
0: Philadelphia eventually. Schindler's List. If, for me, I know if I sit down and watch it, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I, I, I. Even I remember the previews when I was when I was a teenager, uh-huh. and even the previews it felt like homework. <laughs> but like, kind of like you know. I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll be worth it when I sit down. But there was nothing about it that got me excited to watch it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's been 21 years. I still haven't watched it. I'll watch it eventually. I'm sure. I I mean, I I love Steven Spielberg. Not sure if you will. But you know what? That's true because you know why Steven Spielberg did Lincoln, and that movie did nothing for me. Really? Um. So occasionally he'll do movies that just do nothing for me, which is rare because I, you know, he's pretty, pretty. He's got a high batting average. When when, when I go to watch a Steven Spielberg movie, I pretty much expect to to love it. Um, let's see, uh it did get a couple of nods for the Golden Globes. Uh Sean Penn and Penelope Ann Miller, they were each nominated for uh Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress, respectively okay. at the at the Golden Globe, so neither one of them won. But that was the, the the closest to that was the most major award that uh, that the movie got any attention for. Wow. Um and again, you know, whatever. It a movie doesn't have to win awards or, or blow up in the box office to be successful but you know for me for for the degree to which i love this movie in my mind it's almost surprising to to see that it didn't uh, mm-hmm. they didn't do they didn't do better in in those regards but still you know it, it, it's a great movie, which I will, which I will continue to love for for the whole rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I, we should give the writer credit. You know, it, it seems, <laughs> it seems. You know, as a writer myself, it seems like we should at least give the writer credit. David David Cope he wrote the screenplay for *Carlito's Way*, adapted it from the novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, his um, I think his big breakthrough writing gig was he wrote *Jurassic Park*. Oh, which was it was also adapted from a from a novel.
1: Yeah, I've heard of
0: that. The <laughs> have you heard of *Jurassic Park*? Oh, yeah. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a relative. It's a it's sort of a well
1: known. I think it's sort it's of a, like dinosaurs. Yeah, it's like an
0: indie movie about the dinosaurs. Yeah. It's a small, small independent <laughs> film. Uh, right around the same budget as Swingers, probably. <laughs> Do you know, Swingers was made for something like two hundred thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, that's like I mean, by today's standards, like you couldn't even. You couldn't even feed the crew for two hundred
1: thousand dollars, <laughs> you know. And and they, 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 they went to Vegas. Shot at the whole, They made a whole. Vegas, so. They made a
0: whole movie for two hundred thousand dollars. That's a good movie. Yeah, I like swingers. It's a great one. You know, like in the in the bar scenes in Swinger, like when they go to these bars in L.A. and like clubs and all these people around, those weren't extras. They took oh, yeah. cameras into bars, to actual bars. <laughs> yeah. And they, and uh, I mean, they got permission, I guess. Course. But they would just sort of, you know, but I guess they would like rope off like the section where they were going to film.
1: Uh-huh. And I
0: guess it was understood that if anybody who walks into this roped area, you're in the movie. So, you know, don't ask for money later. Uh-huh. But any, but, uh, but, you know, otherwise, like just, I guess the people just hanging out and talking, and it was just people in a bar. And so, oh,
1: um, interesting.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. I'm, I'm going to, I love, I, don't, I haven't seen that one recently. Just I don't watch think. it for fun. I have to watch it. Yeah. Kind of, it's sort of like up there with Carlito's Way or movie that I just have to watch regularly mm-hmm. because I love it. All right. Well, any any final thoughts on Carlito's Way before we wrap up this this edition of Movie Time?
1: Final thoughts on Carlito's Way.
0: Would you? Oh, actually, you know, I forgot to ask the big question. On a scale of like to love, like to love. I don't I, know if that's a big scale. It's not. It's this scale that we made up. I, I made up, and you indulge me. Indulge. Uh, we'll start with love. Would you say I loved Carlito's Way? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but whatever. The mic's on, so I kind of have to.
1: Okay. Um. I'm not sure what it takes for me to love a movie yet. I don't well, think I've figured that out.
0: All right. Well. Okay. So right. I. Don't... I know.
1: I know. If if you wanted to watch it again, mm-hmm. I would not hesitate to watch the movie again. I would watch the movie again, and I would enjoy it. You definitely watch it again. You would definitely enjoy it.
0: Is this a movie where you can see yourself hanging out with your friends, and they want to watch a movie, and they don't know what to
1: watch, and then you like, and we're scrolling oh, through Netflix, dude? And, have yeah. you
0: seen *Carlito's Way*? Something like that? I would
1: put it on for friends. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's like, oh yeah, I would. I'd have confidence saying, oh yeah, it's a good movie.
0: Can you think I, of an example of a movie that you did love where it's just oh, I five hundred days of summer. That's one of 500 those five hundred
1: days of summer. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. I could always put on Forrest okay. Gump. Okay.
0: So like, so then on a scale of like. Forest Gump to something else that you didn't love that much. How so? You wouldn't you wouldn't put Carlito's Way on the level of Forrest Gump in terms of right. how it you know. As
1: far as like a, a star system, five stars would be a, a movie I would love.
0: So you give Carlito four stars?
1: I, I'd say around four, stars. maybe
0: four and a half stars.
1: I'm just putting four stars half, in your pocket maybe, now, maybe, yeah. but definitely four. Definitely four. A solid four.
0: All right, a solid four, and you know, maybe if I ask you a week from now, you might realize, hey, maybe I maybe I give another half.
1: Maybe if I watch it again, and I actually I, I know what's going on, and I understand the storytelling, like from your perspective, the way uh, as a a viewer who's watched it a couple times, mm-hmm. maybe it, I can appreciate the little nuances of it's, the movie. It's
0: definitely a movie that uh, it it base it's it repays. Future viewings, you know, you watch it again, and it's not—you're not, right. not going to waste your time, and it's sort of, you know, it, uh, it rewards you for watching it more than once.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, well, uh, I'm I'm happy with this episode. How'd you feel? I'm happy. I like it. Good, 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 good. Me too. Yeah. Well, let's uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, just to remind you guys that if you have any shopping to, to uh, any shopping to do, uh, you should do so on Amazon.com. Uh, including if you want to get yourself a copy of Carlito's Way on Blu-ray, may as well buy it on Amazon.com. You won't regret it. Uh, and if you do shop on Amazon.com, which you should because they've got everything you need, uh, please do so through the official website of this podcast, MartinLestrapShow.com. Go to the shop page and uh, click on the Amazon banner. It's going to take you straight to Amazon.
1: It's not going to take you to a different Amazon. It will
0: not take you to a different Amazon. It's going to take you to Amazon.com.
1: The Amazon.com. The
0: the very one, the very world-famous Amazon.com. And, uh, and just do all the shopping you're going to do otherwise. In fact... Black Friday. It's this week. It's coming up. If you are listening to this show on the day that it came out, this is Thanksgiving week, yeah. which means Black Friday is this Friday, which means uh, Amazon, Amazon has Black Friday sales. Did you know that, Nathaniel?
1: I had no idea. Yeah.
0: If so, let's say you want to indulge in Black Friday, but you don't want to, you don't want to get, you don't want to get, you know, lost in the crowds. And what's, let's face it, what's the fun in that? Though? Let's face it. At least one person dies in Walmart every Black Friday. At least one,
1: oh, that, at least, at least, and you I know, think per state, at
0: least, <laughs> probably. And so you can say to yourself, "Do I want to risk that I'm going to be that one person that people are reading about on the Saturday after Black Friday, or would I like to sit in the comfort of my own home and shop on Amazon? Who has Black Friday sales? I think that's what you want to do. So, um, so go on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, well, go 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 to, to MartinStrapShow.com first. Click on the shop page. Then use the Amazon banner. What happens is you're going to do all the shopping you do otherwise, but because you went through our website, it kicks back a few pennies our way. Amazon, you know, it rewards us for sending you the, uh, their way. We get a few pennies, which means you get to help the show out. But you get to help out the show by doing the shopping you were otherwise going to do. So you don't have to spend any other money. There's no hidden cost. Everybody wins. the The podcast wins. You, the listener, wins. Uh, every, everybody who matters wins um also uh, remember you can subscribe to the show on itunes are you subscribed on itunes nathaniel
1: i actually am so 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 you don't listen to the show but i am subscribed but it you are taking <laughs> up storage on my phone
0: so think about that yeah. listener nathaniel doesn't even listen to the show and he subscribes on itunes you guys actually listen and so hopefully you're subscribed if you're not you should subscribe that way you don't have to think about it just every week new episode drops onto your uh, what would you call it an I- itunes list i don't know your your iPad, your iPhone, oh. your i whatever, I,
1: it's, like, it's like a podcast. You're, app. you're yeah, much more
0: savvy with with this tech tech uh, you know tech lingo than
1: I am. Yeah, know. it shows up in a playlist basically. All right. It shows up in a, a podcast playlist. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, you
0: don't have to think about it because yeah. you know maybe you're walking around and you realize, oh fuck, I it's
1: haven't listened to the show. Downloads from the cloud, right? Without you it's, thinking it's about beautiful. it. Beautiful. And if you, if you're not a, if you're
0: not an iTunes person, that's cool. You can also listen to the show on Stitcher. Go to Stitcher.com, which is going to take you to Stitcher Radio. Listen to the Martin Strap Show podcast hour. Uh, I think you can bookmark the show within Stitcher. I don't know. I don't know that they have. I don't think you can like download or subscribe. I'm,
1: I'm not. But if you are bookmarked, you're, you, yeah, it'll take you straight there. You
0: know, it's a safe bet. And of course, you can also listen to the show just on the on on So you've got many options. Clearly, you've figured out one of those options because you're listening right now. Mm. But I just we just want to make sure you know all of your options. Uh, and I guess uh, I guess that'll do it. You want you want to say a quick goodbye before we wrap up for good?
1: Well, here's a quick goodbye before we wrap up for good.
0: There you go, buddy boy. Uh, all right, guys. Well, until next time, I will see you on the other side.